0: It's like you're drinking a tab like your mom used to drink before jazz. It smells
1: real bad. I should probably put the mic up to my mouth. Like the can smells real bad. I had the the mini fridge out here unplugged since I don't know how many episodes ago. That'll do it. I I just found some yogurts in there.
0: It's going to be like a challenge episode. Are you going to eat them on camera?
1: Yeah, it's already moldy on the outside.
0: Uh, I got to remain sober enough for that to be the name of the title.
1: Yeah, this stinks. This came out of the same fridge. I stuck it in the fridge inside for a couple hours just to cool it down. But the can smells real bad.
0: Yeah. Welcome to Moldy on the Outside, episode 208. Uh, yeah, so I'm in the middle of what could be the beginnings of a haboob, but it could just be some wind. I don't know.
1: I don't know. Uh, there was a 90, no, 70% chance of rain around nine o'clock here. That didn't happen. I felt
0: uh, when I was waiting on you, uh, that's not a dig. That's just something that happened. Uh, I felt like two or three drops and I thought I'd have to go in, but I love. it's so nice outside right now. I Turns couldn't... out it was just
1: the upstairs neighbor.
0: Yeah. Yeah, gleeking on me from the patio, because I'm setting up an entire recording studio on the patio, the shared patio. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, what did you open that smells like uh, ass?
1: Uh, it's the same thing I had last time. It's the only thing I have on hand. I'm out of other canned wine, so this is that that spritzer, that summer red that I.
0: You know, I should I should get took
1: in. Yeah, previously.
0: Yeah, I should get upset that you can't be bothered to get anything new but I guess I'm just blessed and I'm fortunate that you're making the time at all.
1: Yeah, it's been a, it's been a busy week. I would have done that today but
0: deadline day, baby. Couldn't. Did you get it? I'm done. Good. I'm proud of you. Yeah. See oh. see now now according to most creators, you deserve a drink cuz you put an issue to bed you should be sure. pouring yourself a whiskey or something
1: it, it's uh, it's so weird though the the finishing of a thing um cuz <laughs> the build up's always better than the climax well no cuz cuz now it's done so now i'm in that space where i'm technically unemployed and um also forever and ever i've thought of um especially comic book deadlines when you know there's like finishing one issue and going on to the next it's just it's just the um the timer the bunker and lost you put in the code and the thing resets and then it counts down again and you have just have to constantly keep doing it and doing it and doing it to prevent the end of the world.
0: Yeah. It's like, if we celebrated every time we put an issue to bed, then that would be like someone who works an office job every five weeks, just throwing themselves up their own party Yeah, for, for doing their job. Yeah. It's Seems just silly. The next day is another day. Uh, but you know, maybe you could take tomorrow off and we can have lunch, but that's a different discussion, not for uh recording purposes. Uh, Okay, so I am drinking. I have a little bit. I've ex- I've uh, experimented the last two nights with some reds, but I also got the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I also got the same three dollar. My fingers. If you can't see that on camera. I think lightning just happened, and I'm holding a giant metal dildo to my mouth. Uh, that was a plane, also by the way. So the last couple nights I've been experimenting with some reds, but they're three dollar red wines. And uh, how bad does it sound? Oh, it's loud. Sorry,
1: everyone. It sets the mood.
0: Well, the problem is, before I get into my wine of the week, but the problem is the studio still has internet. We don't have good internet at the studio. Otherwise, I would drive to the studio and record this in the studio. No, no worries. But we don't. I'm kind of dealing with what I got to deal with. And I just felt like 10 raindrops. Oh,
1: it'll be fine. I want to hear this wreck because I know this is probably one of your $3.00. right right. so
0: i'm trying to delve into the reds so i saw whatever reds they had for 2.99 at Fry's. uh might be a kroger in your area it's a Fry's in arizona and uh so i got a merlot and a cabernet uh, sauvignon and i don't love red wine still i am drinking this cold with ice in it it's all melted now so it's now i'm drinking a watered down merlot um i don't love it as much as the whites either of them and it proves my theory from last time I tried to drink wine that uh, red wine will give you a different buzz than white wine. And I don't love the red wine buzz. It makes makes me, it makes me tired. Like last night, we were supposed to record and I texted you and oh no, yesterday you couldn't record the night before I said, I'm too tired. But part of the reason I was too tired was the red wine. Um, But I do have a show drink over here that, that goes with our topic Cause what you're drinking oh. is what you're drinking is barely a wine.
1: Yeah, it's not.
0: So I'm gonna drink a beer that that uh, purports to be a wine. I'm drinking the Rosé Arway by Four Peaks, and it's a cranberry infused ale. So it's supposed to take taste like a rosé. Six point seven percent. Four Peaks oh, of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, it's got some floaties in the bottom. Mm.
1: Mm. Oh.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> interesting they could this might come up later in the show they could have done a better job on
1: the label um eh, eh, if you want it to it's wine inspired i get it no, I, mission I, accomplished
0: right mission accomplished okay uh do you have any oh th- by the way this is the illustrious gentleman moldy on the outside Uh, Go to TIGshow.com to find out how to buy shirts, how to support the show, how to become a Patreon, how to buy us around, how to become a sponsor. All that's available at TIGshow.com. Yeah. Anything exciting since last Thursday when I talked to you? No, not Uh, really. I'm struggling to think of two things I watched on TV. I did finish Invincible last night because my wife went to bed cracker ass early last night so i stayed up and watched invincible okay
1: so now that you've you've uh, watched the entire first season is this something that would be appropriate to show to a 13 year old
0: man that last episode is rough for a 45 the Subway year
1: old was intense
0: yeah it was i was because you know you've already seen the first seven episodes so you know what they're doing but then they just ratcheted up to another level of like, holy shit, they really did that. Like, I remember when I read the comics, even I, as a comic book colorist and a fan of everyone that works on that book, sometimes I'd be like, that's too much blood. Like, his hand is completely red. It's so much covered <laughs> in blood. And then the cartoon just pulled no punches. The uh, the way they... I, I never think really too much about the acting in cartoons, but I thought J.K. Simmons and... uh uh, Ch- uh, Stephen Yoon I thought they did a great job in the scene Where they're fighting for most of the episode I thought the voice work was great Because uh, it's hard to pull off Like super impassioned voice work I think maybe But I really bought into it I thought it was great Um Yeah 13 I mean I guess if you think back When I was 13 I was watching like You know I'd go to a friend's house And watch adult films <laughs> So it's like I was watching, like, Commando. I mean, the body count in Commando was, like, 100. You know, so, like, when I was 13, yeah. I, would have loved, I would have loved Invincible when I was
1: 13, but kids these yeah, days yeah. I mean,
0: grew up different.
1: Thinking back, Commando's fairly bloodless. Even for, like, the era, I don't remember a lot of crazy blood yeah, squares. I guess maybe,
0: like, the second Rambo.
1: But, like, yeah, like, RoboCop and, right, yeah, Predator and Aliens and...
0: Yeah, the kids these days grew up so differently than we did. Like our, like, our parents had no supervision over what we watched or ingested or listened to. Yeah. I mean, what do you worry? You think it's going to desensitize them to violence? I mean, it's... I mean, uh, just, no, no, that's not really a worry. Yeah. Because no. you're kidding yourself if you think he hasn't... If he's 13, he hasn't watched anything that bad yet.
1: Violence-wise. I mean, I no, remember... But, yeah... I don't even know what it is I think it's the sum of everything I I think it's just the intensity of the show it's the sum of the violence and the themes and the Uh, relationships it's all very intense I felt
0: my heart rate getting a little elevated watching it last night just being like Jesus this is nonstop. like you think it's going to stop and then then the subway scene happens and then you think it's going to stop and then the other scene happens and then
1: yeah then he, he gets to murder immortal again
0: right the same way he murdered him the first time when's he gonna learn you got to take a mortal's head and just crush it into jelly and then take that jelly and put it inside he, a volcano back. yeah yeah i like it. i love the fact that he used to, that he was abraham lincoln at one point <laughs> <laughs> so good uh yeah you know but but again as much as I say, what's the harm, what's the harm in just telling your kid, like, Oh, wait till season two comes out. Maybe we'll watch both seasons. You know, what's the harm? If you've what's the harm? And unless all of his, I doubt all of his friends are talking about it around the the water fountain at school.
1: Yeah. And he's, yeah, it's probably not a good idea because I'm more than likely to be rejected. Like he's going to turn me down. Because he's he right now his thing is Star Wars and he's enjoying The Bad Batch, which is a far cry from Invincible.
0: Okay, so I see what's going on here. He's not saying, "Dad, can I watch Invincible?" You're trying to no. bond. You're trying to find something to bond with him over.
1: Every yeah, everything I try to show him, I try to show him Gremlins or Predator. He's just like, eh, just.
0: yeah, yeah. I get that. Yeah, like my kids, when I recommend something, they don't know that I was recommending, like, let's watch it together. They'll wait like three weeks and they'll be like, oh, where can I watch that show you recommended after I've already seen it? And they'll just go watch it on their own, mm. like The Boys or something like that. But yeah, I get it. You just want to bond. What do you think about The Bad Batch? I haven't watched it, but I did enjoy it,
1: the. That's not for me.
0: I did enjoy them in um, Clone Wars when they showed up.
1: I if it, if this is anything like Clone Wars that I also did not see I don't think that would be for me either. I I'm just not its target audience. It's it's very much a show for 13-year-olds. Well, then that's why your kid it likes- Which is not a bad thing. Like no. I mean most Pixar movies are for 6-year-olds, but I also enjoy most of them and think they're good. Mm -hmm. but I do not enjoy this and I don't find it particularly good or compelling. Okay. Which is an indictment probably. They just wanted
0: to save money by only having one voice actor
1: in the main cast. (laughs) I I just don't get it. And it, it comes, I come into it already with a lot of people, my age with the bias already against all of the prequel stuff. It's like I, I don't care at all about clone troopers. I don't care about the Republic or any of that garbage. So right whatever uh, Well uh, one
0: last note then before we get into it, uh, I want to give a shout out we had a stu- we had our studio open house last Friday uh, So we had some people came over uh, uh, friends of the show Tyler Button. Um, friends of local comics, uh, Ryan Quackenbush, who else? Uh, My brother, you know, my family, Gonzo's family. um, And then uh, Mike Malvey showed up, Thomas Healy, friend of the show, Thomas Healy showed up. Mike Malvey showed up and and, and, uh, in perfect Mike Malvey fashion, I walked out to his car with him and helped him carry in probably a case of beer that he brought that was not necessary, but was well appreciated. He also brought something that's not yet on the market that we kind of did a test run. He brought, uh, I think he brought four, four packs of that. So everyone kind of, a lot of people tested those. Uh, I don't want to say it's marketed towards the, towards, uh, women exclusively, but I will say, I will say the women who had it all enjoyed it immensely And then when people left, they were taking samples to take home to their spouses. So it's kind of something that's geared towards, it's not beer, put it that way. Yeah, it's four pack. Yeah. So that'll be on the market. I don't know if I can say what it is. I don't want to out Malvi, but uh, it was delicious according to everyone who had some. And then that lovable son of a bitch brought me another bottle of Santan whiskey. And it was, uh, I don't even know if this is on the market yet, but it was a salted caramel whiskey. And when we got home my brother and i went out on the front porch cracked that thing open poured it over ice it might be the most drinkable whiskey i've ever had in my entire life it
1: sounds like it
0: i mean there was almost just at the very back the very back you'd be like oh there's the burn like that's how you know it's like a whiskey you know or maybe it's a maybe it's considered a bourbon i'm not quite sure but you know you could you could feel the burn at the very end but prior to that it's just delicious and it's not as uh I'm a fan of honey whiskey, but sometimes that can be a little too syrupy or a little too thick or heavy. And this was none of that. It is, uh, it's a goddamn goddamn knockout. Santan's doing some real shit over there. Tell you what. Uh, So yeah. So then he showed up, some other comic guys showed up. It was just a fun night. Uh, We had a ton of beer. You know, I didn't get stupid. I don't think Tyler, again, shout out to Tyler. He brought food. No one thought to bring food. So we had like 40 something beers there and a bottle of wine and all this other shit and no one had food and then Tyler brings some tacos so uh thank you Tyler uh yeah so that's that's it I, I haven't watched anything other than what I was already watching Mare V's Town which had on last week's episode had an ending like something happened like five minutes before the ending or 10 minutes before the ending that made my wife go me and my wife went holy shit and then my wife like did that thing where she covered her mouth, and did this for the for the rest of the episode. You rarely that rarely happens in TV shows this these day and age where you're shocked like that.
1: Yeah, uh, not since The Boys.
0: Yeah. So uh, yeah, but so all I've done is watch the exact same thing. I've I've watched hockey playoffs and I've watched, listened to soccer games and I've watched Mayor of East Town and and uh, A Handmaid's Tale. That's it so super, yeah super exciting shit and uh yeah yeah the, the southern compound here all right so anything else any other small talk before we get into the no well
1: what do we got i sent them to you oh did you did i re- i yeah,
0: you, re- responded I think, I think you said cool oh but again this
1: was 48 cool. hours
0: 48 hours ago you've had a, a busy 48 hours yeah uh, like a goldfish so uh I mean, I didn't send you the prompts. I was Hank was supposed to send you the prompts, and if Hank didn't do it, let me know off air, and we'll have a meeting. Uh, but basically, I said a couple. I we needed some questions, you know, because I thought we were going to record Tuesday, so Tuesday at like four in the afternoon. I said, hey, we need questions for recording tonight, and uh, that uh, that son of a bitch who's always there for us, uh, creator of Alec McBeal, David <laughs> Kelly chimed in. Uh, And he said he was listening to an Ed Brubaker interview and it prompted a question uh, for us. uh, And it says, is there a format for comics that you think works or is there a format you think could work better or best? We've talked a little bit about comics, comic book periodicals and how comics are released. Uh, So he's, so he's kind of asked us to delve into that a little bit and we really have nothing else to talk about. So why not David, and scott sure okay uh uh, so uh, my only uh my only note here before i get into it is everything i'm going to say keep in mind that i have no idea how any format changes would affect the financials at the publisher level or the retailer level yeah i'm just talking about me as a creator and me as a reader because i assume monthly periodicals are important very important to both publishers and retailers
1: yeah we're seeing um I don't know, like 5% of what we would actually need to see in order to make some sort of sound judgment on this topic.
0: Right. So as most of our topics, we're just talking. We're just full of shit. Yeah. We're just talking smack. Trademark. It's time for the talking smack segment. Yeah. Got, speaking of talking smack, uh, studio mate Jay Gonzo asked me if I had seen uh jupiter's legacy and if i plan to watch jupiter's legacy because he wanted to hear you and i talk about it and i said you know what i think we're trying to get away from just talking shit on stuff and i don't want to i know if i watch it i'm gonna have a problem with it so why even why even bring that into my life i'm trying to be better much like melania trump's website i'm trying to be better
1: (laughs) yeah uh i haven't sought out anything on it uh the weekly planet boys were divided over it so eh, i don't i eh, yeah i'm gonna pass for right now unless somebody i trust comes out and just gives it a glowing recommendation right but it's just not a thing i need in my life right now
0: yeah i honestly don't know if there's anybody i trust enough like i don't know if i trust anyone's opinion on tv to say, I mean, you were t- you were giving a glowing review to something last week. I have not even put that in my queue to watch. Hmm. So I,
1: I'm sure that is better than Jupiter's Legacy.
0: I'm, I'm sure it is too. Uh, all right. So for people, who, we we've talked about format comic book formats in the past a little bit, but just to recap, because this is going to come up bef- my, before I talked about my first note here. Have you come around to reading digital comics? Oh, sure. Okay, and how, you read them page by page on an iPad, right? So yeah, that's
1: the only way I read comics. So now. they're almost print size, right? Or it's the only way I buy new comics now.
0: Okay. Yeah. And, it, and on an iPad, they're practically print size.
1: Yeah, I've got the big, the 12.9 iPad Pro. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's Right. You're not and, losing anything.
0: Yeah, and on my Surface Pro, if I turn it uh, portrait direction, uh, it's also slightly bigger than a comic book, so it's perfect. Yeah. And then my monitor at work, if I read them at work, is 22 by I don't know 12 or something, so it's perfect for it to read two pages at a time. So like a you double just page. just turn your
1: monitor sideways and have a giant page.
0: <laughs> sure. Uh, so yeah, that's my first note here is I don't know how feasible. I mean, I guess they need it for money and any changes would have to take months to get rolling and to get the income in. But the more monthly comics I buy, the more monthly periodicals I buy, I feel like I'm just wasting money. And I was talking to someone last weekend at the studio open house. I won't say who, but he was saying if he added up, uh, you know, he reads a lot of comics for free, but he was saying if he had to pay retail for all that, it would be like 50 bucks a week for the comics that he reads because a lot of new stuff coming out is $6.99 comics, $5.99 comics, because they throw backups in there, and they, they're they all event books. Even non-event books are three ninety nine dollars to $4.99 now. Um, Thomas Healy wanted me to point out that Spawn has still stayed at $2.99. It's never gone above two ninety nine. dollars <laughs> Shout out to Todd. Uh, but personally, I think, you know, if money wasn't a factor, we're not thinking about keeping our friends' retail businesses in business. I think monthly periodicals should be digital only. I don't see the value in printing floppy comics anymore for sure. For $4 a piece.
1: Yeah. I, I've got my knee right now, pressed against uh, a box. uh, One of the short boxes. I got a stack of 10 of the short boxes down here under my, under my feet. And, um, they're in the garage, like what the fuck am I gonna do with these? Yeah, well uh... i I've got all the trades inside on a bookshelf, but these, I, they're just so they're cumbersome and they take up space and to they're not easily accessible. Uh, yeah, if I'm gonna buy a, a, a floppy. It's going to be digital. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I, and I'm, I don't want to say that. I do know. I don't want to own anything that's not collected.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm the same. I just, in my recent move, I moved probably over 3,000 floppies, if not more. You know, 15 short boxes, two long boxes, and then like three or four random boxes, That doesn't include my comps that I also moved around. So, but again, yeah, at at the studio, all my trades are outside next to my desk in a bookshelf. And all my floppies are in boxes in the storage part of the studio. You know, it's, and I got no problem with that. I like the idea, I like the thought, I should say, I like the thought that I might go through and organize all that one day, decide like, oh, I can probably give away four of the five Ravage 2099 number ones I have. I could probably give those away. Just keep one, you know, because it's one of these days they're going to make a Marvel, an MCU movie of Ravage and then that's going to be worth some money. Um, But I have, I don't have a lot of interest in like, like I've noticed when I go and buy, buy comics, I'll buy, sometimes I'll buy three or four in a week and then I'll just read them in like an hour. And then I'm like, well, I just spent, and I'm not even a guy spending a lot of money. Like that's not a lot of money on comics. I'm at the, I'm at the bottom in there. You know, I get, you know, hookups a little bit sometimes. So it's like, I'm not paying what I'm not paying what a lot of people pay for their, to read their comics what Joe Schmo who reads Superman and Batman pays. But sometimes I still like, I mean, four comics, four comics can be like between like 12 and $20, depending on what you get.
1: It, yeah. Okay that's an interesting point so but please but please yeah. buy
0: comics and keep your retail shop in business
1: the uh, uh, what what's the word i'm looking for the um um duration of like entertainment value from a floppy is so lopsided one way it's I don't know of anything else that's like that. I, even if you go to the movie theater or something, you buy, a, I, I don't know what the fuck uh, movie tickets are there. Let's just say, now, ten, let's $10, say $10 bucks. Sure. A two hour movie, so $5 an hour. You're going to pay also $5 for a single issue and blow through it in three, five minutes.
0: Yeah, I mean for let's say for the cost of HBO Max which is $15 a month, that's like four comic books. But for HBO Max, I get I get thousands and thousands of hours of entertainment.
1: Yeah, so it's it's almost like a dollar a minute. It's it's like a sex phone line.
0: Yeah, I mean they both get me going. A right. good a good Pepe LeRoy's book. And a and phone and a phone, it's, it's, and a phone it's, it's, sex line get me going the same way. Uh, yeah, you sent uh, me you sent me over a JPEG the other day and it was a Pepe Laura's uh, Captain America, and I had to take a couple minutes to compose myself <laughs> afterwards. But I do understand that that's the lifeblood, that's the mill that turns that gets you paid, that keeps publishers. It, it's the need money now. But let's imagine a world that I think is the ideal world where. And this is what I do with Panel Syndicate. I've talked about Panel Syndicate before on this podcast. Uh, Black Hand Ironhead, the se- first issue of the second volume just dropped, so I get it on Panel Syndicate, and it's a pay what you want. And I usually pay a dollar or two dollars, which you know, Comicsology comic new comics are the same price, and new comics are like four bucks on Comicsology. Um, but I pay like one to two dollars. Sorry, David Lopez. I should probably give you more money. Um, but then, so let's say four issues come out over four months, I pay $4 for those four digital issues. I will also buy the trade when it's collected in print for you know, $15 or whatever. So in reality, uh, I'm not spending as much as I would on the four floppies plus a trade, but I am getting the trade plus spending money on the floppies. That's fun. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I'm actually... if if I'm supporting it digitally and buying the trade, I'm actually spending more money than I would if I just bought the trade. Might not be a lot, might only be $4 extra, but, you know, and I like that because there's a lot of floppies that I've bought, number ones or something like that. And I'm like, oh, this didn't do it for me. I'm not going to buy any more. And me being a miserly old man, I would rather spend a dollar or two dollars to find out I don't like the title. to spend $5 to find out I don't like the title.
1: Right. Yeah. the So it trades the better value but it's only the better value because the publisher has already made its money on the floppies.
0: Yeah. I guess that makes sense. They've already paid the
1: talent to work on the book. Right.
0: So I guess that's something to take into account. If floppies went away and they were all just digital. Then you're going to
1: have a higher priced collection
0: right and I don't know how much floppies are but let's say a let's say a, Ford, a $3.99 book collects a five issue arc you would have spent $20 for those five comics the trade's probably like 20 bucks too alright so I guess I guess my point is I like the idea of buying I like the idea of reading floppies digitally and then buying the trade
1: oh, that's interesting yeah. I don't think <sighs> I don't know if I would do that. I don't I don't think I own a collection of anything I own in floppies.
0: Yeah, but there's something about pulling a book off a shelf and being able to flip through it. Sure. That I really enjoy. Yeah. So if, if I'm going to go back and reread the first five issues of Black Hand Ironhead, I don't want to. Uh, and let me be full honesty here. I don't own that collection yet. I have it all digitally but the but I don't want to go through all my files and be like where are those comics I downloaded like
1: you know like okay do you, I, I I I mean Comixology doesn't work like that well well no com- you're right
0: but I'm talking about like on my computer when I download a comic that I buy on my computer then it's in a certain folder or something like that but for something I've already read and experienced if I'm looking back at it again I'm looking back at it for the art and at that point I want it in print at that point, I want it to be something I can hold and admire and study. Okay. Because there's something to print yeah. that can't
1: be, that sure. you can't
0: duplicate digitally.
1: Uh, a feeling? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you sit there, you flip through a book, you talk to your friends about the book. It's great. You pass it on. Pass you it around. Yeah. The smell. Mm-hmm. And... If I didn't spend $20 on the floppies, I have no problem spending $15 to $20 on a trade to support a creator that I like. Uh, I guess it's a little different if you're talking Marvel DC, because those, I guess the creators are getting royalties. So you're still supporting creators. But yeah, like put it this way in a floppy comic that costs full price, and I realize this sounds terrible to Corey cab comics who his lifeblood is selling floppies and i'm all on board with you buddy uh but it, if i got if i buy a floppy for four dollars and it doesn't uh blow me away on the first issue i'm not picking up issue two whereas if it was oh, digital sure. if it was digital and it was half price i might give it two or three issues to, to do the, the slow thing, burn. Though,
1: right though is that digital isn't it isn't half price
0: no, uh, that's why I'm saying I, I'm using Panel Syndicate in, for my argument okay. because it's a pay what you want. You can pay half price. Like I'm a firm believer in an ideal world where everyone's making money and the economics don't. The economics aren't important. I think all fl- all digital floppies should be a dollar, but we don't live in that world. But that's kind of where an ideal world. That's where I think we should be. Uh, but yeah, Comicsology. I think they're full price for the fr- first month and then month two they go down by a dollar but you're still paying $3 for a digital book that you technically don't even own. If comiXology and Amazon decide to shut down, everything you've ever bought on comiXology goes away because you don't own it. It stays in your library. Yeah. And
1: which I was, I was thinking about this just a minute ago, which is a problem. But then I got to thinking, I don't know how long I'm going to own any of this print stuff that I have. You know,
0: well, I mean, when I so when I was moving and putting stuff in boxes and moving them and stacking them and all that stuff, I can see, th- you know, you got the little handhold in a short box. You can see the first comic on there. Uh-huh. And it's uh, let me describe what I can see. And you tell me if you know what comic it is. All I see is a yellow uh, a female's belly in yellow spandex, a woman's belly in red spandex with a couple spikes and then a man's belly with a Union Jack costume.
1: Hmm. Okay. Do you know what I'm- Excalibur?
0: Excalibur number one. So to me, that actually does hold sentimental value to me. I've been lugging it around since 1989 or 1988 or whenever the fuck it came out. So So when you say, how long am I gonna lug that around? For me, I've been lugging some of these books around for 35 years.
1: Yeah, okay so different strokes for different folks i'm not really moldy on the outside i wouldn't wouldn't consider myself a collector of anything and i don't know that i have been in a while like this stuff the stuff down by my knees these 10 short boxes but why do you keep moving them if you don't consider it a collection i i don't because i've always had them i guess but if some circumstance arose tomorrow where it was, okay, you can't have these anymore it, I might not be bummed about it for more than a couple of seconds,
0: so you wouldn't be like Eric Larson after his fire. You wouldn't rebuy old runs of books.
1: no, I don't think so. um i i mean i could I could recollect. Th- my backlash run for a song. And right. I, that's, I that's, you mean
0: like a $3 song, like a jukebox song?
1: It, yeah. Yeah. Um and I I might miss uh my flash run, my Mark Wade flash run. But again that's not that's something I would rather have in trade. So I could, I could just re- I I could go through this stuff right now and Uh, make a list of the things that I would like to keep and just buy the trades and get rid of all this stuff. Several years ago, I did a purge and I got rid of maybe half, half of my floppies. I just traded them into Bookman's.
0: How much Bookman's uh, trade did you get for that?
1: Oh, I, I don't remember. I, I did find a couple of sweet 12 inch, uh, original Ninja Turtles figures to complete my, my quartet. And I found a, uh, an original Ninja Turtles, uh, animation cell at Bookman's. so I got that too. So I feel like I won. Okay. All right. So then let's, um, again, my
0: thought was very specific to one specific website and I, I, I wouldn't mind if Marvel DC did it too, but again, There'd have to be a system in place where I'm not paying. Like I, I'm not paying four dollars for a digital, twenty-two page comic book. There's no world that that happens, because okay. if it's if it's the same price as print, I want it on paper so I can look at it and dissect it and spend time with it. Because there is something about looking at some. I mean, comics. I, ideally, good comics are designed to flip open and there's a reveal and there's two page spreads and there's, even if they're not two page spreads, the page on the right should, should uh, flow with the page on the left. It's designed to be read as a booklet, as a magazine, in magazine format. A- at least it used to be.
1: Yeah, not, I, I would argue not specifically anymore. Um, right. And with digital, you're not getting stuff lost in the crease on a double page spread. You can see everything.
0: I will say one uh, thing I hate about Comicsology is I hate the 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 panel by panel feature. That's not no, how com- I don't even use that. That's not how comics were made to be read. That shouldn't even be something that's available. And
1: I honestly, I don't mind it. It's an interesting way to do it. You son of a bitch!
0: Uh, all right, so. All right. So then let's jump to a broader overall. If it, let's say we had to change the publishing structure. Mm -hmm. What, what do you think is the ideal? Is it going just straight to trades, get rid of periodicals altogether? Is it, you know, you get, you get Adam Kubert and you get Grant Morrison on a book for five issues and they do their Batman in Europe tale. And then, so it's no longer action comics, 1,000, 1,053 to 1,058. It's, volume it's yeah it's 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 volume fifteen Batman in Prague.
1: Yeah I think yeah I think you do. Um and it, I, it, it could because all of the big two stuff is a written for the trade anyway right, right.
0: now. Yeah and I think um, it, I think it would just take a couple hard months of restructuring because comic book shops are going to sell more of that trade because it didn't come out first in floppies, so what you miss in the floppy, you know, the floppy income monthly, you're going to make up for it every four months when a new Batman trade right. comes out and they sell a um, hundred thousand of them.
1: I I don't know. It, would it be beneficial? Would it be better for, um, for for the medium as a whole, not necessarily the industry, but for comics I, where it, I think you're it, only getting your Batman book every four months. Okay. So what else can I explore in the meantime? Well, but, but oh, with, I'm going to try this indie book. Right. Or I'm going to try, but also knowing, or,
0: also knowing Marvel in DC, there'd be four, four ongoing Batman titles. So there would be a trade released every month. Sure. Right. Um, yeah, and I, but I also think a lot of that goes towards uh, acceptance. Like, if you're on the bus and you're reading Watchmen, not even Watchmen because that's that's a cheap shot as far as uh, you know how widely it's accepted. So, if you're on the bus and you're reading, uh, you know, your run of Young Justice in, in trade format as opposed to reading a floppy on the bus, sure. the perception is the percep- the perception is one is more valuable than the other one isn't one isn't as immature as the other so i think i think it could galvanize people into thinking like oh these are valid forms of literature
1: yeah and just thinking about it now i think about magazines and when i find magazines lying around the house or they come in the mail or whatever i i i most of the time don't think twice about just picking them up and throwing them out because I know nobody is ever going to look at them and they are created and produced to be disposable.
0: Right. And that's how, that's how monthly periodical comics used to, that's what right. they were created for.
1: You'd roll right. them up. But a collection, something that's bound with a spine.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah. there, I think there would be like my, my wife who, who has a, a you know, a writing de- an English degree, she's an accomplished writer accomplished legal writer she doesn't read comics but i think growing up if comics were all graphic novels and the design wasn't made so goofy or whatever then maybe she would have grown up reading you know like sandman shit in trade format you know if she didn't if in her mind it didn't equate to like little kid comic books
1: i yeah i don't know um Certainly, the stigma is gone, so it's just a matter of the preferred method of consuming it. Do you right. do you want to do it at twenty-two pages once a month, or would you rather be able to sit down, you know, right. four times a year and consume a complete? well beginning middle and end story
0: yeah and it also has a storytelling advantage in trade if you're not writing for monthly periodicals you don't need to have a cliffhanger every 22 pages or every 20 pages you could just tell a 100 page story or an 80 page story or my next note i had was uh it's what uh andrew McLean does with headlopper is i think he releases 60 page comics so they're not really big enough to have a spine. They're still Saddle stitched. There's still a comic. It's just 60 pages. And I think they're like $7.99 a piece. They come out every three to four months. I, I, I like that format as well. Because yeah, 60 it, pages has a beginning, a middle, and end. It's like you can do a perfect three-act structure. You don't have to hit. It, sure. You don't. Have it to, also
1: <laughs> really feels like a silly argument because there's room for both of these things.
0: Sure, but the problem is is we're double dipping in both right now we're trying to get one audience for for the periodicals and one audience for the trade are they different audiences do you think people buy floppies and then at the end of the the arc buy the trade as well
1: no but do you think that these uh, the audience are mutually exclusive do you think there's just a trade audience and just a floppy audience i do yeah yeah I think How, got, what percentage do you think overlap?
0: Well, there, even, if it's, even if it's like half overlap, uh-huh. that's different because there's stuff like, like if I want to check out a book and it's already been going on for three or four issues and I know it's a mini series, I'll just wait for the trade. But something like like right now, monthly I'm collecting a Sward from X-Men from Marvel. And because I'm collecting it in floppies, I will not buy the trade because I don't need to buy the trade. So I'm a guy who will buy either or depending on whatever the circumstance of the book is. But I think there are older dudes who like, these are my monthlies. These are what I get. And if they're buying a trade, it's an old like omnibus or it's an old like Marvel masterworks or something like that. Um, and I think there are definitely people who only buy trades. I mean, that's the thing. That's a real thing. they sure. trade
1: waiters. Um, yeah. I, I, if I had to put myself in a category right now, I'm probably among the latter. I think I'm just a a trade guy at this point. If something piques my interest, I'll try to keep a mental note or I'll go to Amazon or whatever. Put the collection on my wish list. I'll never get to it, but...
0: Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll know I have the option to do so.
0: Right, but I, I but I do like that because... Right now, if Batman, if let's say there's a Batman book coming out monthly right now and they're throwing like backups in there or maybe old reprints, they're now charging $6.99 for that monthly book. I would rather just have 60 new pages of Batman every three months and pay $7.99 for it. Instead of paying $12 for 60 pages, you could pay $8. Because everyone knows if you, print a, if you have more pages in the book, you can get a cheaper. It doesn't cost as much to print. The reason floppies are outrageous to print is because you're only printing twenty-two pages a month. You know, as someone who's printed things, the more pages you add on, it's not you're like you're doubling. You know, a four, the, be- uh, the better the
1: value yes. for you. Yeah,
0: yeah. A forty-page black and white comic is not eight dollars, but a twenty-page or sorry, a forty-page color comic, Spider-Man comic is not eight dollars. Right but a 20 page Spider-Man comic is four is $4. Right. So right. Yeah. The math doesn't check out. So I would be more than happy to spend $8 every three months. And again, get a complete story that doesn't have to like, you don't have to like throw a loop to your readers every 20 pages, even if it doesn't make sense for the story, just tell your story. But that's that's just me. And again, I'm burying comic. I'm burying retail shops in this yeah. argument because they're like, "fuck." But again, they would. Again, I think if you let's say you sell, let's say your store sells twenty copies of Batman every month, then by the math, you would sell sixty of these mini trades every three months. I mean, that's that you would think. Or no, yeah. st- no. Sorry, you'd still only sell twenty the same 20 guys uh yeah okay so money wise i'm getting caught up in when i said i wouldn't get caught up in it i'm just saying i would rather read more than 20 pages of a comic in yeah one sitting okay
1: yeah i i don't i would be curious to know more about the printing aspect of it like um i've got a, a couple of envelopes full of comps sitting in my car and uh
0: That's good. The last, the the, the last few
1: days, every time I get in the car, you know, there's let the glue melt. There's a pile of Superman books and looking at them. I wonder like the covers are like super, super duper covers. The, the, just like the paper stock. Um, it, 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 it's almost, um, um, it's almost alien to me, I guess, the way some of the monthlies look now. You know, uh, my my dollar twenty-five Jim Lee X-Men comics didn't feel like this. You know? Right. So I I, I I I don't know. Are there any production corners that can get cut to save money? Or is there a certain production? um standard that modern audiences expect for this specific product
0: well it could be that because
1: a a price artificially high
0: yeah i i know that nowadays it costs more to print on newsprint if because most printers don't carry newsprint it's not something that's in stock anymore um but it has to be I mean, it has to be inflation mostly because uh, a little insider baseball here, but page rates aren't higher than they were in the nineties when comics were printed on newsprint. So, or I guess they're, they're probably about the same as when they were on newsprint. They're not, you know, we're not talking about the image heyday, but you know, go back to the late eighties when comics were still printed on newsprint. A lot of the page rates now aren't that much different. So it's not that cost of labor has gone up. So it must be cost of printing cost of production cost of shipping must be general inflation um
1: yeah i was thinking about that too that inflation number um i i, I wonder i would be keen on seeing a, a chart or a graph or something on the relation of comic inflation prices with general inflation across an economy yeah i think i if saw they track i think the same they, way.
0: i think they, i think i saw someone tweet it and it, it doesn't track at all no. Like, like if comics went up in the same it's much inf- higher no it's much lower like comics, oh really comics should only cost like 250
1: oh okay i okay i'm saying that the comic inflation is much higher than
0: yes yes comic inflation okay. is much higher than real inflation general economic inflation. right but i remember being a kid and like that excalibur number one excalibur was one of the first books that was like over a dollar it was like a dollar twenty five when X-Men was still like 75 cents or something like that, you know, X-Men maybe a dollar Excalibur was on better Uh, paper and it was like a dollar 50 or a dollar 25 or something. Sure,
1: Yeah. I I think I remember X-Men books at like a dollar 25. Right. And, and thinking about that now that, that, well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, around high school, you know, when I started driving gas was like a dollar. Right. Um, and it's, you know three and a half times yeah it kind of right now when when you put it that way when
0: you put it that way it kind of makes sense like back in the 90s a dollar 25 was like 30 something percent of minimum wage now five dollars is like slightly more than 30 percent of minimum wage where we live in arizona
1: okay now just makes me upset about everything
0: (laughs) right uh all right. So one more note. We're not really getting to any of David Kelly, creator of uh, Alan uh questions. Um, I personally think uh, 60 to 100 page stories and in, incomplete stories is my ideal format for comics. Personally,
1: if I'm going to buy a physical copy or physical media comic media that's what i'm going to purchase
0: yeah and 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 if i'm gonna buy floppies i'm more than happy to put down i'll say two dollars but david lopez knows i'm only paying a dollar for those digital copies but i'm happy to pay one to two dollars for digital floppies just to get that monthly read like yeah i dig this i can't wait to collect it Uh, i'm more happy to do that um i will say as, as comics jump up in price i don't love the backups and the multiple story, like the multiple creative teams, like future state had a lot of books that were eight bucks and you would have three different stories with three different mm. creative teams or whatever. That is my least favorite uh, as someone who's done a lot of anthology work. Cause that's what you do when you're breaking into comics. I, uh, I do not like comic book anthologies. I don't like picking up a book for $8 when I only like one of the three artists or I'm only interested in two of the three artists. I feel like it's a ripoff. I just want what I, I just do want the one guy. Do you think
1: that's the feeling of the majority of readers? No, because the majority of readers don't give a fuck about who's drawing the book. Okay. No, but do you, okay. Here's a, a question a different way, I guess. If you're buying, um, you know, whatever, if you're buying justice league and there's an eight page, continuing backup story are you reading the backup story at all even if you're buying the book
0: well i i am but i don't want that eight page backup story to make that book cost an extra dollar because i'm not buying it for that i'm not i don't want to pay the extra dollar for that backup story and that happened a lot in the in the future state stuff which a lot of it was good like there was some future state stuff where the backup like really blew me away and i was really into it but oh. then there was some of it where i was like oh i would have rather just paid four dollars and sure. gotten the dan mora you know D- dark detective book or whatever
1: what if the digital version doesn't have the backup story
0: and it's but but in that but, case but, it would but still be have a to four dollar
1: but they'd have to cut the uh, the the price of that out
0: right and and, if there were an
1: option to do that
0: yeah if there was an option to get like let's say for example there was a a 60 page oversized superman monthly and i think that's where we're headed but let's say that's where it was and uh, you only got 20 new pages of content on the main story say you were drawing the main story for 20 pages and then an artist i don't like is also drawing a 15 page backup or 16 page backup and your print copy of your book is seven is eight dollars or seven dollars. And the digital copy with just your story is two ninety-nine. I'm buying the digital copy. Cause I'm saving money and I really it's what I want. I that's always been my problem with anthologies, is you have a a fucking Adam Hughes story followed up by a dude that you can't stand and you're still paying 20 bucks for the anthology when you might only like it's a 200-page anthology. You might only be into like, you know, 40 pages of that anthology, but you're still paying the 20 or 25 dollars. Right. Uh, I've never understood the fascination with anthologies. People claim to like them. Readers claim to really like them, and they're all over Kickstarter. And I've, like I said, I've been in plenty. I don't understand. I don't understand the attraction of it unless you just, unless if you're you getting th-
1: a complete story with each entry i think that's okay uh,
0: i think my biggest misunderstanding is i i i'm very particular about the comic book art that i enjoy and i think most people who read comics enjoy all comic book art so they can get an anthology and find art find something in every artist that they like whereas i can't i can't do that i'm i'm uh, obviously you know i have a my taste in wine shines through i can't just accept anything i need the cream of the crop shout out to bay bridge wineries so that's that's kind of my last note on that topic is that uh don't don't feed me a more expensive book with 60 pages when uh 30 pages are shit i don't want to read or the reprints right and then make me pay for them so that's me I, i would like if we went to an all trade world and things were written as complete stories For the trade and then that i also wouldn't get as upset when creative teams change all the time my problem with changing a creative team every four issues is because it's a periodical book and i want what i had growing up i want jim lee on 30 straight issues of x-men or you know something like that but if it was for a trade i would almost never expect the same artist to be on two trades in a row
1: yeah well um let's tell boy trade Good news for everybody is that you can have it either way. So yeah, you can. If you just want to just want to read comics in a in a trade format, you can do that. Yep, we if live. If you in just want to read monthlies, you can do that.
0: We live in a perfect world. Um, uh, David Kelly, David E. Kelly also asked. Uh, he wanted to know if, if we think that there's a genre that could be done better in comics. So, is there a genre that we enjoy in other media? Or mediums that we think... Deserves- a genre that
1: isn't currently widely represented in comics that we think can be done better in comics than it is in whatever medium or, it's currently
0: yeah, or, or as good. Is there is there a genre we think is getting the shaft in comics that we think could be done better? I don't know.
1: I mean, uh, the majority of mainstream comics are action comics. And they're being presented in a format that lacks both motion and sound. Um, so that particular genre is probably better in other things,
0: but we we know from experience it's not like the best the best superhero comic is better than the best superhero movie, in my opinion.
1: I, I have to say yes. Yeah, so so because I'll I'll be oh, excommunicated otherwise.
0: Well no, I'm like I'm like my uh let's say the first uh four or five issue arc of uh The Authority. That's better than any superhero movie I've seen. Brian Hitch, Warren Ellis. That is a widescreen the ultimates is better than the Avengers movies, in my opinion. Wow. Um Especially the first to Avengers. So so
1: what's a genre that could be really effectively effectively represented sure. without motion or sound?
0: Well, that's not the question. The question is what no, genres I think that kinda is. I think the question is what genres do you enjoy that you think aren't getting the aren't getting the shine in comics?
1: I don't know that that's the question. Um,
0: well, I, okay. So then, let's okay, go. Well, let's go your I mean, way.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: So to me, to me, if we're gonna go strictly, what could comics do better is probably crime comics would be bigger because you don't need the action. A lot of it. Sure. Is
1: I kind of thought about that. Like crime vo- thriller. Voiceover.
0: Uh, noirish. Sort of, right. Jump on my Patreon for a nawarish sci-fi book. Dollar um, a month. Patreon.com/slash/super75 dollar a month dollar a month eight pages yeah
1: i don't know it
0: practically I don't, free
1: i don't like the word better i just i i think the only thing you can hope to do is just it differently
0: yeah you because
1: know, uh, anything outside film is the most complete method of getting a story across to an audience you take a step back with comics because it lacks those couple things. You take another step back with prose because it lacks even more. Hmm. You know,
0: uh, so I'll 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 say this, and then and then I'll give you a chance to think of it, and then we come back to you. So my favorite genre is sci-fi, in TV and film, but I don't read a lot of sci-fi comics. I mean, I guess if you think about it, all comics are kind of science fiction, but I don't read a lot of specifically sci-fi comics because I feel like they're, everyone's trying to be Grant Morrison and it gets too fucking weird and too like too into itself is a lot of sci-fi comics. Now they're not sci-fi action comics. They're not a lot of sci-fi horror comics. There are a lot of like uh look how cool okay. we are, yeah. look how cool we are, that kind of shit. Right. And to me, that's, to me, that doesn't work. Uh, so I would like to see more kind of I guess like the I don't even know. I don't even have an example for you. Uh, I will say I did read it, speaking of digital comics, I did read a digital copy of Carl Kershel's Carl Carl Kerschel's book off his website. And it's a sci-fi black and white manga. And it's great. I mean, the, he has all the great motion lines that, that's in manga, but it's a great story as well. That's a good sci-fi comic done great. Um, I guess more stuff like uh like Fear Agent. That was a fun sci-fi comic because it was sci-fi action. Low, um, Low Lo is a great sci-fi book. Uh, so that kind of stuff. But, you know, but I have no interest in like a Star Trek comic or something so- like that
1: i think the thing comics has going for it that maybe like novels or film don't is i think comics are like the etsy version of all of the things that you can get other places because it's all the art is all handcrafted even if you're doing it digitally it's not going to exist without a person producing it right um and I, I understand even like all the special effects and shit. A Transformers movie is not going to exist without a team of effects artists sitting down and doing the work. But but that's apples and oranges. It's not the same thing. Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of think there's something to that there there's still like when i shared that pepe page there there's still something about looking at something that somebody created with their hands and saying wow yeah it's this is this is amazing how could somebody do this
0: yeah and yeah, I guess it's the same for film though. Like, let's say you're a cinematographer, or let's say you're a director, cinematographer, actor. You know, lighting, lighting sure, guy. There, everything. there's
1: something different because that's there, multiple different people about putting
0: pointing a camera
1: at yes. something.
0: Right. I was trying to. I was gonna say like when you draw a panel, or when I draw a panel, or when Pepe Larraz draws a panel. Unless it's a uh, one-for-one trace. And of course, there's only so many poses. So there's lots of duplicate similar trait poses. But unless it's a one for one facsimile, you created, like you drew a page today. If there were five panels on it, you created five unique, you created one unique piece of art, but five kind of sub unique pieces of art that'll never be created again. Like you did, like it's rare. Like I drew a panel today that will never be drawn again yeah. and did not exist until I drew it. Right. That is special. That's what comics can do. Uh, movies can do that too, but again, movies you might need five, six people to compose a shot that will never be composed again, or something like that. Whereas in comics, I could just pick up my stylus and open Photoshop and create something that had never been seen before. And even if it's only seen by ten people in its entire existence, it's it's still unique in that you know it's still unique. Yeah. Um, So you're right, like when you when you share a page or when when we gush over a page, you know, in our text threads or whatever, it's it's because it is. It's 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 an amazing thing that can only be done, I think, in this medium. Because it's not a painting, which is unique in its own way, and it also is one of one. But to to illustrate something and tell a story while you're illustrating something, some painters do that, sure, but it's it's a unique thing to comics, which and maybe that's why I'm I, that's why I'm still in love with like paper comics, because I can pull it off my shelf like an art book. I mean, that's what I all, every trade I have. I treat like an art book, not like a I don't have a single trade that I don't like the artist who drew it, except my own, I have a shelf of stuff I drew. And I don't like the artist who drew that. But you know what I mean? Like, if I'm pulling sure. all new X-Men off the shelf, I'm pulling it off to look at Stuart Eamon and, and Marte Gracia and right. uh, Wade Van Grobadger pages. I'm not pulling off the shelf to read like whoever wrote it, which I know who wrote it. So shout out to shout out to Bendis. He's cool. Um, yeah. So I guess genres, I want to see more sci-fi action. Okay. Um,
1: I don't know that there's a genre I want to see more of. Um, like you made a sci-fi Western, Westerns, I guess. But do
0: you read Westerns? How many Western comics do you have that aren't your own comps?
1: No more than a couple. Right. Um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe the genres I'm interested in, I'm only interested in because of comics. And that's what a lot of the comics that were available to me were. So that's the stuff I gravitate to. It's the chicken and the egg thing. I don't know which came first. Um, When I sit down and watch movies, uh, you know, I watch action, sci-fi movies. Not a whole lot of horror stuff. Uh, I I don't know how interested I would be in straight, like, comedy comics. I I don't even... Because... it's missing you know one of those it's really missing, important elements. It's missing delivery. Timing and inflection right. and yeah, just
0: yeah, I that's my that's my so, least favorite. I don't know if that's a genre, but that's my least favorite aspect in a comic book is uh, trying to be funny.
1: I, I I have all the respect in the world for like humor comics that is that achieve what they set out to because doing that i think is probably one of the hardest things i I always thought that being a newspaper comic strip creator would be the hardest job in the world they have to be funny in print 365 days a year yeah seems terrible
0: well to be honest most of them aren't funny no they're not 364 days a year but yeah like i have all the respect in the world for like a like a mike hawthorne who can draw deadpool riding a rocket eating a taco throwing his pinky up with like a chihuahua behind him like flying through the air like that's comedy that's a comedic plot element to a superhero book it's not for me i don't want to read that but that is a skill set yeah i guess that, that, i mean that is a that is a skill set because yeah, it's, it's it, much it, easier. It's much easier to draw a moody comic like Mignola than it is to draw like a funny ass Deadpool
1: comic. Sure. And the subjectivity of something being funny versus something being cool is very different.
0: Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. My, my Patreon comic at patreon.com slash soup 75. It's a lot of that's about being cool and mood and stuff like that. And to me, that's easier if I had to make, yeah, if that had to be, it had to be funny. Like if I had to be comedic and had draw something that would make someone chuckle, it'd be a nightmare. I did a commission once of Aquaman kicking a puppy. And I'm like, that looks like the worst kick ever. That puppy is horrible. Aquaman looks like ass. Like it looks like someone who doesn't know what kicking a puppy looks like. Like I've never kicked anything in my life, but let me try to draw it based off a description of what kicking something looks like. That's what my commission looked like. Shout out to negative Steve Mandel who probably owns that shit. Um, So yeah, it's hard, but I just don't, it doesn't interest me. I didn't grow up reading like Donald Duck comics or Richie Rich comics. I didn't grow up reading Archie. Like I have no desire for none of that does anything for me at all. It actually turns me off of comics. If all comics became, if all comics became Thor Ragnarok, I would probably stop reading comics. I know you love that movie.
1: Uh, Yeah, it loves a little strong.
0: You didn't love it when we reviewed it the first time. No,
1: I didn't. But uh, it's the last Jedi of of Marvel movies.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, I guess final thoughts, my final thoughts are uh, let's write complete arcs and sell books like they're books let's sell comics like they're proper books. Let's stop selling them like they're yeah. magazines. Cause no, cause you don't see people walking around with details anymore or Maxim. So let's stop, let's stop pretending like the periodical market is so.
1: Uh, yeah. Why can't I buy them then at the checkout?
0: Right. Cause they don't make, they're all online now. So they don't make, I, mean,
1: I can, I, but I still see.
0: Oh, you're saying it's like be- a deal Okay. At so every you-
1: checkout that I go to.
0: Right. So you're saying if you're going to produce 20 pages a month of a Batman serial, I should be sh- able
1: to get it there. I should be able to get it fucking anywhere. I should be able to get it walking through the airport or at the gas station.
0: Right. It's like, yeah, it's like uh, going to Barnes and Noble and then being like, oh, that new book that's released. Uh, I'll just buy the first 22 pages of it right now, and then I'll come back next week and get the next 22 pages of it. Like that doesn't happen in.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, it. I- it's a weird thing because, yeah, no other narrative deals in this format. Um, so, I mean, the library doesn't even carry floppies. No. Yeah, let's let's go to let's. They do carry o- magazines.
0: Yeah. How
1: fucking weird is that? That is weird.
0: Yeah, let's go to. In my opinion, let's go to trades. Let's turn comics into a book mar- a proper book market and then get rid of the stigma start having you know start having real comics not just be on the graphic novel bestseller but let's try to get on real bestsellers let's try to treat them like real books
1: yeah it might be trending that way man i mean uh, i think like i alluded to earlier it's the stigma is gone and you know well, we the won. war is over, right, we, we won. won. Yeah, I was driving around doing something the other night and some fucking lunkhead on sports radio was talking about Thanos and the Infinity Stones. I cannot believe what world we're living in.
0: Yeah, you know what though, speaking of that, as far as it becoming mass-consumed mass media, uh, when I couldn't think of anything for the show this week, I was like, oh, let's do another quiz. So I started searching like, like superhero quizzes, and they're all so basic. Oh, that, sure. That I couldn't find anything for the likes of you and I. You know, even the like, even the one that's like hardest Marvel, hardest Marvel test ever. It would be like,
1: yeah, I'll be like, i answer have to go online and see if there's like a. The answer a, would
0: be like Harry Osborn or some a, bullshit.
1: A Marvel version of Trivial Pursuit or something, and I'll buy it, and we'll sit down and we'll do a show where we just play.
0: Yeah, like that's that's like. So it is mass produced, but being mass produced, it then becomes, they have to water it down to make it uh, digestible by the masses. But I will give like the MCU credit. If you had gone back in time 30 years and told me how good like Endgame and uh, Infinity War would be just as movies overall, I would be like, uh, that's impossible that they would be that quality.
1: Yeah, it's like, did you see the Hop nick Fury movie? There's no way. Did you see the Gen X pilot that didn't get picked up? Come on, man. Uh, Oh, It's so weird. It's so weird.
0: Nightman on the, uh, wasn't the CW back then, it was the UPN. (laughs) Nightman on UPN.
1: Yeah, just one of the most surreal experiences of my adult nerd life was sitting in the theater watching... End game, and the middle-aged woman next to me was crying because Iron Man died. It's like, oh,
0: doesn't belong to us. Unbelievable. Anymore. Doesn't belong to us anymore. No. And it's it, it, yeah, it's crazy. And then it's it's even crazier when you think about like, okay, so those movies did great. They had Captain America, Iron Man, Spider Man. You know sure they would do great. Oh, what's the new slate? Uh Sheng Chi, a Doctor Strange sequel, a third Ant-Man movie.
1: Like and that is uh, oh, that is the
0: shit that blows me away. And
1: they'll be fine. Yeah, going uh, would they're anybody, be fine. Anybody in the world have predicted that Black Panther would be the biggest movie in history? Yeah,
0: it's fun. it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's fucking nuts. And they're all gonna be good movies. They might not be my favorite movies. They might not be something I run out to see. But and that's they will, the secret. They will all be competent, well-done movies. Especially, yeah, this Ant, is, especially Ant-Man 3, Quantumania.
1: Yeah, it, it, every other studio, every other franchise, you just need to get one thing right. Mm-hmm. That's don't make a bad movie. That's all you got to do is not make crap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, kind like of pod- like this podcast. Don't make crap. No, we failed. Speaking of speaking of crap, uh, how was your uh, moldy on the outside can of wine?
1: That was the same as last time. A little stinkier, so I'll have to deduct like a yeah, like a half star.
0: I've completely stopped. Uh, maybe Hank will take this up on his end, but I've completely stopped even posting ratings of drinks. We I, we we go weeks without even registering them, but. Let's just go. Would you recommend that if it wasn't in a stinky ass, stinky ass
1: fridge? Sure. It's good. It's drinkable. I I could throw back half a dozen of these. All right. And
0: and let our listener know what it is again, the brand and the type.
1: um, uh, Barefoot summer red spritzer.
0: All right. Okay. I had a bottle up last weekend during the open house. I bought a bottle of wine for whoever didn't want beer. But then Malvi showed up with things that weren't beer. So people drank those. So I had a whole bottle of Barefoot Pinot. Pretty good. And and I will say, as much as I love the $3 bottles of wine, when you pay $6 for a bottle of wine, (laughs) it is better. It's
1: twice as good.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it is. Yeah, I I put it in the freezer and I forgot about it for a little while. So when I pulled it out, it it was like half frozen. So you had like the ice chips, but they were wine chips. It was so fucking good. Those Pinot well, I'll have
1: to bounce down to my local grocer and pick up a, a three dollar, what Baybridge?
0: Yeah, so Baybridge doesn't have a straight up. Uh, for the rest of you Bridgers out there, you already know what I'm talking about. But let me tell these people, Baybridge doesn't have a straight up Pinot. They have a Pinot Grigio Colombardo, which is a mix. Uh, but go ahead and get the go ahead and get the Baybridge uh, Sauvignon Blanc. That is tits. Don't get the don't get the Moscato because that's like drinking ice cream, that's too much. Chardonnay is too much. Get the get the uh Cabernet Sauvignon, Bay Bridge. And if you're gonna get a red Bay Bridge, uh, get the Merlot, not or no sorry, get the uh, Cab, not the Merlot. Um, But tonight I'm here to talk about this uh, Rose Arway from Four Peaks. It was fine. It was good. Six point seven percent. Drink it, no problems. Highly recommend it. I wish they did better on the label. That's all.
1: I think the label's fine for what it is.
0: Yeah, and I've decided I am just have to embrace. I'm a fan of white wines, not really reds, but I will drink reds. But also, rosés and white Zinfandel, which tastes just like a rosé to me, as far as Baybridge goes. Uh, The other day, we were out, and my wife had a a six dollar glass of a pinot and i tried that and it was good so i don't think people are crazy when they say the more you spend on wine the better it tastes there might be something to that up to a point I up would to imagine. a point up to a point but for someone like me who consumes more than your average bear a three dollar bottle is perfectly fine
1: yeah i will do that tomorrow
0: good get it well i don't know what it is if unless you go to fries i don't know I don't know where it is, other places. Yeah, and I just find it by, look for the $2.99 sticker. Because it's on sale. It's supposed to be $4.99. It's on sale. Mm. But it's one of those things that's always on sale. So, (laughs) yeah. Get yourself a Fry's Club card. Uh, Yeah, so there we go. We're done. Right on. Any final thoughts? No. All right. Wrap it up for us, buddy.
1: Oh, they're coming for you. Yep, I got to get out of here. All right bye everybody um yeah i don't want to i don't want to say fuck everything
0: anymore be good to each other let's be better that's right yeah like melania trump says let's be be better
1: be better be better